All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right. The Agents of Comic Book themselves. Yes. yes. I wonder if we'll ever be, know what that stands for. Comic Book. <laughs> I the was, acronym. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, we could make that something, but I'd be really uh, tough to decide. we never remember it. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's never. like eight letters. I, I, I mean, can't count. That's probably more. Unless you know. made it something really memorable. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That, that would be a tough fit. Yeah. They, well, any suggestions out there, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> yeah. Just let us know what Agents of Comic Book stands for, I guess. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so we actually, um, this will be the second to last episode of our Batwoman series, at least for now. We might come back to it maybe like in Batwoman season two. Or Honestly, these seasons are so long, you could revisit it probably. I was like going to say. At the end of the season, and it would be like a year later. I was going to say, because, well, okay, that was episode four, so that means... Yeah, it's going to be going for another four months, yeah, just I, this season. Well, I don't know that it's going to be 20 episodes, but I looked, oh, I looked like, up the first season of Supergirl. Just to, I was like, this will be a fair comparison. Or like The Flash. Well, what had just happened where they like renewed it? Yeah. they, or they signed got, on for... It literally just like a couple weeks ago, it got renewed for more episodes. I don't know exactly how many. Oh, okay. I got but you. But like, I, I tweeted about it too, and I was like, what is going on? Like, is this what... I guess CW shows, that must be normal because there's just so many. Yeah, they must pump those out And it's a little quick. bit low budge, so like, yeah, yeah. I think you can do it. Yeah, well... With the low budget shown through this week for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that'll be uh, when we get this seat. We're going slowly down. Like we're, I'm so glad we're getting close to being done with that because that show yeah. is not holding up. It's it's getting pretty rough. like all the parts we liked about it. I'm getting gone. ahead of myself, but yeah, yeah, they're gone. Um, so yeah, with uh, today we're going to be discussing the uh, Wonder Woman arc. The uh, Medusa arc of yeah, uh, was, Batwoman, va- Volume Three of the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I was really excited to see Wonder Woman. I did not, I had no idea she it's was cool. going to show up. It's not just like a, a cheesy guest spot too. She's in a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, she, and she fits really well with it. Yeah, she's got a role to play. It's almost like Kate starring in her story to yeah. a little bit of an extent. Yeah, for sure. Because she's fighting like the Gorgon and whatnot. Yeah, like Wonder Woman literally knows like all the names and like who they are, or whatever, like from history. Right. So yeah, we'll get into it. And this is uh, more J. H. Williams, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a really nice like revisit. Yeah, it, one, one, you don't know what you have till it's gone yeah right <laughs> honestly um but yeah well, we'll start here with issue 12 uh they do kind of give us just this happens a lot when there's a, uh, a guest spot they'll s- just kind of slowly introduce like i guess for the two people who don't know who wonder woman is <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they show wonder woman like fighting beast doing her own mission while kate's kind of doing her own thing yeah it was a cool like side by side yeah, and Kate's kind of working with Abbott again, which is cool. Yeah. Abbott showed up like once in this series and like <laughs> just kind of interrupted her while she was on a date. Yeah, no, an elegy. He seemed like he was a big character. Yeah, or like, although I'm still very unclear because he never said I'm going to stop being a criminal or like I don't. Because remember, his whole thing in elegy was that. And if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the werewolf man who yeah. works with Kate. The fancy werewolf. <laughs> they don't really ex- I do a good job of like recapping it. They don't. So people who are new readers are like, who is this man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you read Elegy, that's where he comes from. Uh, he was a break-off member of the Religion of Crime, which is what I don't understand because he was breaking off because he was like, they're misinterpreting the book. Yeah. But he still believes in it and he still wants to be a, like a member of the religion of crime unless maybe he quit the whole thing and Kate's got to be more suspicious of like what he's doing on oh, a daily yeah, basis for sure but like she's pretty keen just working with him yeah but I don't know I guess maybe he's turning I mean, a new leaf I yeah. guess we don't know strange bedfellows he, I guess he, he, he's a good werewolf now he's oh, yeah. a good boy <laughs> Kate and Abbott are tracking Bloody Mary through, like, it's almost like a funhouse museum yeah. with a bunch of mirrors. This part was really cool. There's a really cool spread page where it's just, like, her and Abbott going in a circle around all these mirrors. And, like, you, as the conversation progresses and then, like, Wonder Woman's in the middle, like, cutting off some monster's, like, foot. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and unfortunately, this is kind of like the new 52 Wonder Woman who's like really hardcore and like wants to like stab and kill everything. Yeah, she's like a cold blooded like maniac. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, not a maniac. Yeah, but not like, a maniac, but she's definitely not. She's like, like a Spartan. She's definitely not an advocate of peace. Yeah, like it's like she was like born to like just like kill. No, yeah, this was a bad take on Wonder Woman in the new 52 because she was written that way in Justice League too. And it's like, uh, I mean, I it's like kind of, yeah, it's kind of badass. Well, like, they, it, it is to, I mean, it, but not like, for Wonder Woman. Yeah, it should be like some other Amazon. That yeah. if you want to write that character. Exactly. But it's like, yeah, I have a I have a big problem when like the main like role models of the Justice League are like killing people as yeah. like a solution to their problems. Yeah, like that should be an Amazonian soldier that like Wonder Woman mentors. Yeah. And, like and, you and, have and, the skills, but like but like you're just driven by the wrong thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Cause like you can have heroes who kill people like Wolverine yeah. and whatnot, but it's always gotta have that like moral gray area, I think. Exactly. Because like Wolverine's always like, I don't know if what I'm doing's right. Exactly. You can't just feel hundred percent good about it. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they do find Bloody Mary. She pops out of the mirror oh, and yeah. uh, attacks Abbott and I almost said Costello. <laughs> uh, Kate. It's just, it lines right up. <laughs> I got to say Kate first, otherwise <laughs> I'm going to walk right into that. All right. <laughs> and yeah, we're still kind of doing these dual missions. What Wonder Woman's doing is pretty unclear, but she's just kind of fighting monsters. Yeah. Uh, but Kate uh, does eventually defeat Bloody Mary just kind of by shooting the glass, which is pretty simple. Or maybe it's some kind of fancy gadget. It's hard to tell. But it, she, it just looked like a gun. Yeah, she just kind of <laughs> shoots the glass, and then Bloody Mary... I mean, I guess she doesn't defeat Bloody Mary. She just kind of fucks off. Yeah, but just gets rid of her for the moment. But we do find out something interesting here, which is that this Medusa organization that we've been tracking this whole time is not necessarily, like, the Medusa organization. It's literally Medusa. Yeah. She's like, you guys are dumb. Like, you guys are looking for some kind of, like criminal organization like no you're hunting like a gorgon exactly which so, is right where wonder woman fits exactly in. so now it makes sense why they have wonder woman in this because like medusa actually shows up in uh, the greg rucka run of wonder woman that we'll be reading later next year when oh, wonder sick. woman comes out oh did that come before or after before this oh really but this is like after the new 52 so it rebooted everything so it's really oh, hard right, to tell right. where that fits at this point yeah yeah we do kind of get like a short really cool scene <laughs> of like her meeting with the deo on the boat like yeah. on some yacht and Bones is dressed like a boss. <laughs> he looks he's like Hunter like, S. Thompson. Yeah, he's just like open Hawaiian shirt with like no shirt on, so it's just rib cage underneath. And he's like smoking, and you can just like see like the cloud in his belly, and he's like, oh. Yeah, it looks awesome. And uh, just, Kate, po- just post it up. He looks like he's having fun. He's just on vacation. Right. But the main reason that the she basically tells the DEO that, you know, I want to go after this Gorgon, and they're like, oh, great. While you're doing it, you can keep tabs on Wonder Woman. Like, we got like want to track how she fights and whatnot, because like... The DEO is really all about, like, unmasking heroes and, yeah. like, analyzing them because they see them as, like, a threat. Mm-hmm. Except they keep recruiting them. So it's like <laughs> they're doing the same exact thing. Well, I mean, it's you got to play both sides. This is what I was talking about when we were in our last episode where uh, it seemed like Kate was kind of opening up to Maggie. But then I was like, you're not telling her, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. Which is that you're Batwoman. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, you're being mostly honest. <laughs> it's something. And it kind of comes back to bite her because Kate is, like, constantly shuffling off doing Batwoman things. And, you know, Maggie's like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. you're not going to be honest with Which me. Which, I like, mean, like... Go fuck yourself. And that happens in literally every superhero that tries to have, like, a relationship. Right, exactly. It's like, uh, do, do we still have to try this? I think it's more on the hero to just be like... Yeah. There's no way I'm going to get away with this. It's either I come honest or we're not doing this. Yeah, it's literally either you are, like, the master of lies and excuses or you have to tell her. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, yeah, or just do what Bruce Wayne does and just never. Or unless, or just date supervillains. Or, yeah, just be a billionaire and then all your partners, like, can't tell you what to do. Yeah, or maybe it's kind of like how actors say that they can only date other actors because uh, yeah. they, they don't have common experiences with other people. Yep. Like, you just got to date other superheroes. Yeah, true. <laughs> 
So the DEO must have known where Wonder Woman is because Batwoman just shows up. Like we don't, I don't think we see them tell her, but I think it's like you said, we should just assume. But uh, wait a minute, isn't she? She's using Black Manta's like ship, right? Yeah, it's like a way to like stealthily go through the water. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the DEO has a bunch of gadgets they've confiscated. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that had something to do with it. That helped her. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe Black Manta has like a tracker thing. Could be. Yeah. Who knows? Black Manta's pretty crafty. Yeah. Oh, I really hope Aquaman 2 comes out soon so we can do that. <laughs> we don't need to go off on an Aquaman tangent, but I would be excited to read Wait, some books. Wait, have you seen the Aquaman movie? Mm-hmm. How was it? It was all right. It, okay. it, it had its moments. A little a little cheesy, but I liked it. Okay. It's worth watching. We could cover it. Yeah. So yeah, Batwoman and Wonder Woman are now officially teaming up. They're kind of like in the sub having like inner monologues about each other, like, you know, how they're different and how they're alike. Yeah. And uh, they're sneaking up on this uh, prison that apparently the Amazons have that to just house Wonder Woman villains. It's like, what is it? Themyscarin Arkham? But yeah, we go in there and it's like a Wait, ma- what is that word? A Themyscira? That's where the Amazons come from. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, we go in there and it's like a massacre. There's uh, The only person alive is like this Minotaur who like Kate is like oh, yeah. uh, on guard and she's like, what are you doing? Like the Minotaurs like guard this shit. Stop. Yeah, I heard there's never Minotaurs in mazes. Yeah. Well, the, the Minotaurs usually work with the, like there's like a really cool Minotaur in uh, the Greg Rucka run too, who's like really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's like a mythology thing too. They're like the protectors. Yeah. You know? Right. And then there's a kind of a confusing part where in the prison they track down this like ghoul looking guy, this like zombie man. Yeah. And it turns out he's Pegasus. Yeah, he straight up looks like a ghoul from Fallout. Yeah, and maybe someone can write in and let me know what's going on with this. Yeah, because I didn't get it. I've read the Greg Rucka run of Wonder Woman and some other stuff, but Pegasus, as far as I knew, was like a horse. Like he's like a black horse in the Greg Rucka run. I mean, I, I've never known him as like a man with wings on his back. I mean, when I hear Pegasus, I picture a flying horse. I mean, like in anything. I, I'm probably ignorant on this because i feel like the comic book writer knows more than me but pegasus looks like a ghoul he's seemingly been tortured cowboy ghoul a cowboy ghoul (laughs) important distinction thank you with the rattlesnake freaking hat and everything oh yeah the cowboy thing is interesting he like lives in a trailer too yeah i guess i'm very confused it's It's kind of cool cool. it's It's a cool look i mean the rule of cool if you can go for it oh yeah and it's got the the art has a really cool like silhouette that kind of like designs the panels yeah that's one thing jh williams does a lot in this run yeah there's a lot of cool panels like that there's probably a word for it yeah but there's gotta be where like he creates like a shape out of the panels it's Mm -hmm. like a really cool thing yep because it even happens earlier in the uh amazon arkham asylum like literally the the maze it looks like a bat yep which is interesting yeah like i wonder what like i don't know what that would mean but that's interesting yeah it's weird because typically you would imagine that they would just ask him what happened to him yeah kate seems to do like csi like investigative work on him to figure out what happened yeah just psychologically profiles him like (laughs) without any like like, lifting up his arms and like looking at him it it looks like he's been tortured his nails (laughs) have been ripped off yeah his wings were cut off here it's like you could just ask him like dude what happened (laughs) yeah like like you can talk to him he's not like a monster (laughs) yeah it's like just ask him you don't have to like look around and like be like a fucking autopsy it's not a test subject and then he gives him like the least helpful hint of all time he's like Medusa staging the uprisal of monsters. You can find her in Gotham. <laughs> and like they don't allow like I was expecting Kate or, or Diana to be like, okay, where in Gotham? Yeah, it's a like, big city. Where is Medusa like staging her attack in the return of monsters? We need more information than this. Yeah, you're and, not helping. And they're like, Thanks for telling us, Mr. Scary Ghoul, and they leave. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, that's all you need? Him. And why would they just leave him? Like, he's clearly in pain. No, they don't just leave him. Like, he asks. Oh, yeah. Because okay. the reason yep. why he's telling Keep them going. is because um, he wants to die. Yeah, but I forgot about that part. It's it's very weird the way they explain it because they're like, isn't he going to heal? And they're like, yes, but he's an immortal. So it will take him like a billion years to heal. And I'm like, yeah, but he'll still heal. 
Yeah, but why? So would he's it, like, why I would it take die. a billion years? Can't you just give him like some like anesthetics or something? Yeah. Maybe there's no god anesthetic, or just give him some morphine or something. <laughs> yeah, like he can't just wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So then Diana's like, "All right, you want to die? I'll do it for you." And yeah. then kills him. Yep, literally just cuts his head yeah, off. She's she does. I mean, she does have a little bit of a tear later, but she's like, "Yeah, okay." Although that is a super metal page though, when she like executes him because it's like medusa's hand like holding like a black heart with like a silhouette of gotham in it oh yeah that is a really cool panel yeah it's, yeah because so awesome. that's how it's like this is where it is yeah it's like oh that's cool if only and they no, could jump right in the okay did we pass that part yet oh no it's this next page where they're like talking about how she's in gotham and shit and kate's all pissed off she's like yeah well like that was my hometown like i have to save it and like i didn't know my hometown was the nexus of all evil yeah, like, you dude, did. You live in Gotham. There's uh, that is what the <laughs> definition of Gotham. Yeah, like if you looked up the Nexus of Evil in a dictionary, it'd show Gotham. They probably advertise that at airports. It's like, welcome, this we have all the supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Nexus of Evil. But while uh so basically Kate and Diana this whole time, and this is the one thing I kind of have a problem with. They've been on this big investigative journey that just led them in one big circle back to yeah. where they started looking. Yep. And basically if, if Kate had just waited around in Gotham, it would have just happened. She would have discovered what was going on faster. Yep. Because they because she doesn't get there until it's too late anyway. Yep. Because Medusa, we see this in the next scene. Medusa shows up with her legion of monsters. Uh, we got uh, most of the people from last issue: yeah. Morrow, the Weeping Woman, uh, Killer Croc, and who am I missing? Uh, Bloody Mary. Yeah, Bloody Mary's still there, even though she got shot. She's fine. She yeah. can travel through the mirrors. And then a legion of like uh, henchmen that have like weird like uh snake like uniforms yeah they kind of gloss over that a little bit i'm unclear because it seems like they're paying them they came out of nowhere no because they say like oh we convinced them to join us like but it seems like they're paying them but at the same time they also just like mumble like nonsense they're they're, like super devoted oh yeah no they're like mind controlled or something so i think they like brought them in with money but then they're like no we got to make them more loyal or they're not going to die for us either that or like they saw who was paying them and like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, we gotta like bow oh, down. Oh, that's a glowing, glowing Medusa woman. <laughs> yeah, Medusa looks awesome. She like, especially the way that uh, Dave Stewart does the colors, she like glows on yeah, the page. Yeah, it, it, it looks, looks really good. It's so cool. And we get kind of like, this is kind of, this arc escalates very quickly. Because oh, yeah. She basically takes over all of Gotham at this point. We kind of get a very, very quick panel, because a lot of times when s- stuff like this happens, you're like, oh, where are all the other superheroes? He was like, all right, fine, uh, for all you assholes, I'll explain it. And he has, like, one tiny little panel of, like, Nightwing and Catwoman and, yeah. for some reason, Mr. Freeze, <laughs> yeah. like, fighting against the monsters, and they get owned in one panel. Yeah. And like, they don't even have lines. Friggin' Nightwing is <laughs> just being carried away by a wave. By the Weeping Woman, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mr. Freeze is like, ah, oh, nobody else showed up, it's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friggin' Mr. Freeze gets his, like, uh, glass, like, helmet popped oh, by yeah, he would be Bloody dead. Mary. Yeah, he'd be so dead. Oh, and this oh. part's really cool, because, like, one of our favorite parts of that last volume was, like, the stuff Marrow was, like, tempting Killer Croc with when he was trying to recruit Killer Croc into yeah. the Legion of Monsters thing that they're doing. Medusa shows up, and she's like, it's time for you to fulfill your destiny. Like, you'll be the Beast of Babylon. Yep. And, like, uh, Morrow does, like, a blood sacrifice on, like, Killer Croc, and he morphs into this, like, I can't even really describe it. Like, you've got to look up this page. It's so awesome. Because it's, like, he, it's like a hydro with like a billion heads like multicolored like screaming it looks awesome yeah the like red dragon necks like, that like come out like random eyes popping out of him like killer croc has become like a horrible horrible beast yeah <laughs> it is ridiculously horrifying and like it eventually morphs into like as it grows it kind of grows into more of like a traditional hydra yeah and so it, this is like the mythical hydra yep that you know the wonder woman kind of thing so wonder woman's like here we go kate and her like dive out of nowhere like from the i don't know where kate's coming from 
But they're kind of just like, I guess they had that plane. Yeah. But they just like dive into the crowd and they're like, let's do this. <laughs> it's a really cool panel. Oh, yeah. No, it, like that, that would have got me hyped for the next issue. <laughs> but that last panel in the last issue was like a little bit confusing because it does kind of look like they're looking right at Medusa, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> like right in the eye. <laughs> like, here we come, Medusa. Crack. <laughs> We're turning the stone. Boom. <laughs> oh, shit. Comic over. <laughs> Yeah, that that happens a lot in this uh, arc. Is people for, just forget that Medusa can turn people to stone. Yeah, they pulled like a freaking last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like oh, they just forgot. Where like <laughs> they literally plan for things, and then like the next episode or later in that same episode, they did the thing they like reminded themselves not to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like just don't look at Medusa in the eyes. It's the one thing you can't do. Like I don't know how anyone would slip up doing that. Um, but the next issue we get is actually all from Maggie's point of view, which I really liked. Yeah, it was like a cool Maggie issue. is. Like always a great character. Yep. Like if you want to re- find out more about her, definitely read Gotham Central. Yeah, which is like all about the GCPD, and it's one of the best comics ever. So it's oh, like really? everyone should read that. Yeah. Did that come before or after this? Um, that was before this. Okay, for sure. As I say, so like before New Fifty Two, Maggie Sawyer was like a like an established character. Oh yeah, she's been a character in the DC universe for a long, long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was originally like a Superman character, like oh. in Metropolis. Oh dope. Yep. I, I think she, like she was just. I mean, she eventually moved to Gotham. Maybe as I think got I transferred. The reason, yeah. They needed, like, a new detective. Yeah, we need people over here. (laughs) Metropolis is fine. They have Superman. I was going to (laughs) say. We need help. Um, And we do kind of get a a cool panel next where... Chase and Maggie kind of get into it because Chase is like kind of doing her own thing because she's federal you know she's a much higher level than Maggie is yeah and then so that's why Maggie's coming up like hey we need your help like you guys have the guns like we need you where are your crazy weapons yeah like all you guys have all the weapons for the superheroes but then Gotham is in danger we need this shit yeah and uh, Chase does soldier up like she's like all right let's fucking do this and yeah get a perimeter around Gotham we're going in yeah she comes in the clutch yeah so she basically becomes a soldier in this arc and there's even a part later where she's just like running through like fighting people and Mm -hmm. like even has to go toe-to-toe with Ashroth at one point. Even Bones, too. Yeah, so, like, really, they're all getting into it, and we even get a little part from, like, Chase's perspective, too, where she's yep. like, I'm not, I'm not meant to be a soldier. Like, I, this is way too intense for me. Yep. Which is cool, because she's always, like, a badass, but it's nice that she's, like, humanized a little bit. Yeah, definitely. The, the one issue I do have with, like, the art in this issue, I should point out, is not J.H. Williams, which I which is fine. Just, actually, just this issue? Just this issue, yeah. Um, hmm. which I think is kind of fine because it's from a different point, like point of view. So it's like Maggie's point of view. It's more kind. Of, it's kind of like a, that grittier style. Yeah. And they don't do the thing like they do in most of these issues, where it's like a lot of spread pages. Yeah. This issue is very much designed to look different. It's very like vanilla. Yeah. Well, it's more like a traditional comic, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because the other ones are like very flashy, like they like we talked about. They're making shapes out of the panels. Yeah, exactly. And it's like very like non-traditional. This is more traditional because it's like Maggie's point yeah, of view. It's, it's like a cop story. Super boilerplate. Right. Um, and it. It's fine. It's fine. It looks good. For yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Like, and besides, like the paneling, like the. I mean, the art and the drawing looks really good. Yeah, still. no, it's good. My only problem with it is, like, literally, if you look in the credits, J.H. Williams does the first and the last page for this issue. <laughs> Why? It, it's because it's like the because it's the same art from the end of the last issue where it's like she's diving in. They kind of oh, reuse some okay. of it, but it's like very jarring when it's like you look at the art and then turn one page and yeah, it's different. That quick shift. Like I wish they would have just like had him do that page. Yeah. Like, have Terry McCarthy do that page. Yeah, why not? But actually, it's, it is in this issue, love, uh, where they defeat the Weeping Woman because, or at least kind of, like, turn her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the Weeping Woman, as we talked about way back in Hydrology a couple episodes ago, uh, was born because, like, or not born, but created, the ghost was created from, mm. like, the energy of, like, this drunk uh, woman who accidentally drowned her kids. Yeah. And now she's, like, very, or very she upset was about it. neglecting her kids because she they was drowned. drowned. Yeah, yeah they she drowned, didn't purposely yeah. kill them. Yeah. 
Um, important distinction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, so she's like really torn up about it. That's why she's called the Weeping Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so th- her husband is kind of like in the streets here, just like, stop, like, please, Maria, like, you can't be doing this. And then yep. like, it's Maggie who tells him, like, you got to forgive her. Like, yep. um, that, that, that's the only way we're going to end this. And he does, like, he's like, no, I forgive you. Like, it's not your fault. Yep. Yeah, that part is really awesome. Yeah. And then the Weeping Woman just kind of goes away and it's like, oh, he, you did it. Nice work. But yeah. Kate jumps in with Diana, like, right into the fold as they first show up up and it's kind of interesting because i think kate forgets for a minute that she's undercover like she's not you know she's not supposed to be kate kane she's supposed to be batwoman yeah and because she goes right to maggie and she's like are you okay and maggie's like what are you doing <laughs> like, go save the day you asshole right. <laughs> and kate's like oh shit uh i don't, like I don't know you <laughs> kate's face she's like oh shit that's right <laughs> Because, like, she just instinctively goes, like, oh, Maggie, like, I missed you. Yeah, like, like you're oh, okay. Wait, no, never mind. I don't know you. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, you? sorry, ma'am. And uh, so this is where we kind of get our first look of the Hydra, like, just taking over, like, Gotham, which looks really badass. Oh, it's so dope. Like, this is more of that awesome J.H. Williams paneling where it's just, like, you can just, it's just fun to, like, look through the whole page and just see all the different fights that are happening. Dude, what else? Has J.H. Williams done, like, a lot of other stuff? Oh, yeah. You can look up his big li- bibliography. He's okay. got a lot of comics. So I got to check out his other art. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I actually tweeted about one of the pages in this arc uh, a couple days ago, and he tweeted back at me, and I was like, oh, thank oh, you. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. He was just like, oh, thank you. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's one interesting part, too, where, like, because they first come upon the Hydra. I mean, it's hard to miss. Like, Killer Croc is, like, taking over the whole city. Yeah, he's um, massive. Killer Croc Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman's like, okay, listen, I got to take the Hydra. Like, she has an interesting line where she's like, there's maybe two or three people, like, on this earth who could take on that Hydra. So, and when mm-hmm. I'm one of them, so I got to do it. So, like, I'm, I kind of thought for a minute, I was like, oh, I wonder who she's talking about. Dude, like, I'm pretty sure, what's, uh, what's Killer Croc's name? Uh, Waylon Jones. I'm pretty sure Waylon Jones, if he's, at, like, any type of conscious still in this state as whatever the hell that thing is, yeah, he's Hydra. just got to be like, okay, maybe I took this a little too far. <laughs> what kind of acid am I on? Yeah, and then he's going to turn around and be like, well, it couldn't get any worse. Holy shit, that's Wonder Woman. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, think he expected to turn into a gigantic Hydra monster. No. I think he was kind of just expecting to be like a like maybe like a buff crocodile. Yeah, like it's like I thought I was just gonna get one of those cool Egyptian capes. Like, come on, man! I just wanted the armor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I do wonder who Wonder Woman's talking about. Where she's like, only three people on this earth can take out the Hydra. That's a very specific number. Like, I'm guessing. Superman. Why wouldn't she tell us the other ones? I, I think it's just it's, the other one. Well, she. It's meant to like make us be like, who? Who's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's definitely one's definitely Superman though, because later when she's fighting it, she's like, man, I wish I had Superman's like. Uh, infer- yeah, like, no, Superman is vision. one. Yeah, whatever. you're right, because she didn't even calls that out. She's like, yep. Superman could use the heat vision to do this. Yeah, I gotta like, think of something else. Yeah, this would be perfect. Which is cool. Yeah, it's cool to hear that inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to say Shazam for the other one. Captain Marvel. You, I mean, you'd know way better than I would. I, I'm trying to think of people on that level. Because I, I was thinking Green Lantern, but then it would be like 10 different people. Yeah. So it's got to be someone very specific. And he's like magic based. I feel like he could take a Hydra. Would it be like a villain, maybe? Maybe, yeah. She could, just, maybe, she could just mean other Amazons, maybe, too. Yeah. And we do kind of find out, too, like, what, what what's going on with those children that have been kidnapped, because that's what Hydrology, that first arc, was all about, is these missing kids. Yep. And uh, we see them, and it's, like, horrifying. It's like they're all on, like, a chain gang, basically, being led <laughs> yeah. through the streets of Gotham while, like, people get, like, gutted and murdered. It's it's This is, like, a really good horror arc. Like it, Honestly. Like, did, like, if you just look at these pages, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, like this, this was, is fucked. This was good timing for, like, October and Halloween. Yeah, this was a good arc to do. Yeah. Because that, that's one thing I really like about Batwoman. Like, for some reason, she just kind of found this niche in, like, doing, like, kind of horror-themed, like, villains and stories, which is, like, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a really cool uh, panel because, like, we love Director Bones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, this so, is so awesome. Like, he's always cool. Like, he shows up. He's, like, the one guy who came prepared to fight Medusa because he shows up, like, with his DEO armor. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's got it. Of course, he's got his cigar, and he's got these, like, goggles on. He kind of looks like Abe Sapien. Yeah. And he's like, I brought special goggles. I'm not looking at your eyes. I'm looking <laughs> infrared. And she's like, what? And that's a really cool panel, too, where it's like half of her is infrared. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But then, unfortunately, Ashoth comes up right behind him and just bodies him. Yeah. Which is a letdown. But it's like, yeah, he's not the hero here. So, like, he's like, he's dead, right? He's <laughs> well, he's gone. already a skeleton, man. But yeah. no, he's fine. Yeah. And because uh, Ashoth is, is like about to kill Bones, but then Bones gets saved by uh, Flamebird out of nowhere. No, not Flamebird. Oh, yeah. What does she change her name to? Hawkfire. Hawkfire. Oh, I don't like that. Honestly, Flamebird might be better. Flamebird was cool because it was like a reference to Nightwing. Oh, yeah. Because because uh, well, that's because the original, if we can just go off on a little tangent here, the Nightwing, the name came from like a Superman story. Okay. And so it's kind of like an old Kryptonian vigilante oh. like nickname. And that's so Superman, dope. like, I think kind of suggests it to Dick Grayson. He's like, hey, this is a cool story. Like, you could be Nightwing. Damn, that's sick. Yeah. And Flamebird was like the sidekick of Nightwing. Okay. So that's where that name comes from. That's kind of why she has the same logo. Like, that's why her costume almost kind of looks like Nightwing. Okay. But orange. Yeah, yeah. And it's she, like the bird outline. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. But it's the same, like, kind of line, like, um, sim- yeah, symmetry. Yeah, because the, the Nightwing and the Flamebird costumes were like blue and like orange or like yellow. Ah, I see. It, it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool reference. That's why I don't like Hawkfire. Yeah, I like that it's a like, lot. Yeah, Hawkfire is not as good. Yeah, it just doesn't sound right. But there is, I mean, this whole page is awesome though because she just, her new costume is great though because it's like a, kind of like a shiny orange and like she kind of just comes burning in with like flame panels. Oh, it's, it's badass. Yeah, it was great. And uh, this is where we kind of find out who Medusa's boss is, because Medusa is not the head of this organization. Because like, like, cause this whole time we thought Medusa was an organization, but mm-hmm. it's not. It turns out it was Medusa. I know. They like double Shyamalan twisted it. They did. I like <laughs> it. I, I didn't see it coming. Right. Um, but yeah, Medusa is just part of the team, we find out, because yep. she's just one of the monsters. Yeah, she's like the, what is it, the consigliere. She's yes. like the number two. Yeah, she's the number two. <laughs> she's the, who played that? I have no idea. <laughs> In The Godfather? Fucking oh. Robert Duvall. Yeah, he's like yeah. the Robert Duvall. Yeah. Um, the head of the organization is this uh, woman called Sido. They kind of go over her lore. You can kind of look it up. It's based on a real Greek I was going to say, so that's real? Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's kind of like this. She was cursed with being like the mother of monsters, of sea monsters specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or basically her goal is pretty simple. She just wants to take over the world and make a home for monsters. At Makes this point. sense. Yeah. So she, it's a typical evil goal, but yeah. I'll take it. I mean, for horror, I like simple motivations. I'm, honestly, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, no, I, awesome. I love like with Thor and that stuff too like i love like mythology based like comic lore and plus like our favorite part of these like last two issues has been like this kind of like legion of doom of monsters which oh yeah it's like awesome especially because like you know who some of them are exactly it's like the fucking monster squad yeah and like you got like some classic ones like bloody mary but then you also got like a batman guy like killer croc yeah like this works and then like a weird hook guy yeah ashoth Ashoth is cool because one thing i don't think we've talked about with ashoth is like when he talks the speech bubbles come from his mouth and from the hook it's like a double speech bubble. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, it's like, like speech the, tra- bubble, the like, trail. The trail, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's like they're both talking, which is cool. It's like that's something you can only do in a comic book. Exactly. And we get this part we talked about with Wonder Woman fighting the Hydra, which is really cool. Because like this is the it's just like one spread page and she takes it out. But it, they earned it because it, it's a really cool spread page. Yeah, she just bodies it real quick. Yeah, she jumps from like head to head, like apparently like moving the sword fast enough to like cut Heat through it. it. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting. So it cuts through and cauterizes at the same time so it can't regenerate. Right. Because that, that's what she points out, like we said with Clark earlier. She's like, if, if Clark was here with his heat vision, this would be easy for yeah. him because he could just cut off their heads and it, nothing would happen. Yeah, like, they can't grow it back. 
Um, yeah, but, dude, Superman could literally take that thing out in like one sweep of his head. Yeah, whoop. <laughs> yeah like, gone. Uh, hopefully he was doing something important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully all superheroes are doing something really important. Yeah, I mean, Gotham is in a really bad place right now. I'm pretty sure the world's going to be in a bad place if this shit doesn't <laughs> oh, get yeah. contained. This is the Legion of Monsters. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, of all people, the Weeping Woman ends up coming in the clutch because, right. like we said, uh, she had been forgiven in the last issue. And so she comes in. She's like, "No, I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna act this time." And then she takes out Morrow. And there's a really cool art of him, yeah. like, because he's like a shapeshifter. So I guess he's maybe like Clayface a little bit because they yeah. kind of show him just kind of like falling apart. Yeah, it looks really brutal. Yeah, he's like, Ooh, oh. yeah, his skin just like bubbles away. And then the next page is like one of my favorite pages in this arc because oh, it's yeah. like the whole thing is like framed by this like silhouette of Medusa. And, like, they're, they're just standing off, and then we see, like, Cito, like, the goddess of monsters, kind of just, like, rising up from the ocean and just kind of... I don't know how you describe that exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, uh, imagine... It's almost like a freaking... It looks like a piranha plant with, like, an eyeball at the base, and then, like, a bunch of weird, like, snakes coming out of yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, a flower with, like, snakes growing out of it and one big eyeball in the middle. Yeah, close it, enough. It looks very psychedelic. Oh, yeah. I'll put it that way. This uh, first page that opens up in this issue, this is the final issue of the arc, is actually the one that I tweeted out that J.H. Williams replied to me at because I was like, even the narration on it is just like a really cool way to start the issue because you just see like an alleyway of Gotham and in the background this just like giant tentacle monster just kind of like waving around in the ocean. Yeah. Like all like glowy with like all these veins like of different colors going through yeah, it. Yeah, it like looks super cosmic. Yeah, because like even the, the sky is different behind it. There's like different planets and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, it's like, like a weird moon. Yeah, it's like a portal to a different like galaxy basically. It looks really cool. <laughs> that's honestly, that's so cool. Yeah, and the narration is uh, Kate kind of talking about like the how a fabric and reality like broke, but she's like, that's a terrible way to describe yeah, this because you can't just stitch it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't tear, like it gets its intestines pulled out. Right. And uh, Flamebird does get her revenge on Ashoth as well, kind of burns his face off, which works. And then <laughs> yeah. there's a really funny part because, first of all, she throws his hook. She rips his hook off, which that's not going to work. No. Kate already tried that. Yep. And, she was, and he was fine. Yeah. But she takes the hook and she's like, never again. And she throws it into the ocean. Yeah. And I shit you guys not. The, the claw lands on the ocean. And, like, you kind of see it sinking down under the ocean floor, and a crab walks by, and the hook latches onto the crab, and it's like, I am Ashoth, and walks away. <laughs> Is that thing going to come back later? Yeah, how big of a piece of shit was that crab? That Because like, remember, that hook could only be bonded to, like, evil men or whatever. Oh, my God, I didn't even so think that about that. that crab just, like, killed his family. He's like, what am I going to do now? And this hook lands. It's like, we're, we're, we will rule the oceans. <laughs> we'll take over everything. Aquaman, I got bad news for you. You got a new supervillain. I was going to say, if that's not a new Aquaman villain, I don't know what is. Tiny little crab with a hook hand. Right. God, that'd be amazing. I, I love that part, though, because they don't touch on it later. Like, I think it's just meant to be, like, cheesy. Like a I, joke. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll show up, like, later on. <laughs> I hope that doesn't end up being a big deal. <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's going to crawl up the land and it's going to find a person. Oh, yeah, And, and the person's going to be like, like what, what the hell is, is that? And be like, oh, God. And uh, there's a really stupid part where Ab- they show up and oh, God. Kate's like, hey, Abbott, like, hey, werewolf man, uh, don't look at Medusa because she'll turn you to stone. Like, And he's like, I've heard the stories. No big deal. He's like, yeah, who hasn't heard of that? And the next panel, he's like leaping over everyone. He's like, I'm a beast. I'm a warrior. I'm going to save the day. Yeah. And it's a, a really great moment. He makes a great move at Medusa yep. and looks right at her. <laughs> right in her eyes. Looks right into her eyes. Like, dude, fucking literally, he should have just done like 
proper tackling technique, you look at the hips. You don't look at the eyes because then they juke you out. You got to look at the hips. <laughs> or just look anywhere. Like he looks right into her eyes. God. And he, like, he's a wolf man. You don't even probably need your eyes. Just smell her out. This is the first time I'm noticing this chicken man, though, and he is awesome. Oh, yeah. we I actually, we he, the chicken man showed up in hydrology, actually. Oh, I, that's right. I When they had the big fight. Yeah, he yep. is a freaky looking, but I like him. Yeah, he looks awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Abbott looks right at Medusa and gets turned to stone. And I guess I, we don't really get a follow-up with him. Rip and rip. I think so, but maybe because Medusa does get taken out. Well, the the way she gets taken out is really cool. Oh, yeah. Because uh, as we saw in the first issue, Bloody Mary can be defeated if you like kind of shoot in the right place and shatter the glass. Which seems like a pretty big flaw. Well, I, she doesn't really ever get defeated, but it kind of slows her down because that's like the traveling mirror, I guess. <laughs> but it's like, how lame. It's like anytime you show up for a big badass villain moment, it's like, here I am. They yeah. just throw a rock at the glass. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. If your counter is a projectile, yeah. that's, that's bad news. <laughs> like glass is not very sturdy. My only weakness is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> or like a fist <laughs> or a small pebble. Yeah, but it's really cool because they, because Kate has a plan here. She takes out Bloody Mary first just so she can grab the glass yeah. and reflect it back at Medusa, it, who turns herself to stone. So awesome. It's great. And yeah. again, amazing panels. Mm-hmm. And so Medusa's down, down for the count, and then for some reason, Kate's like, that's not enough, and like kicks her in half. Yeah. Which I I guess is just them being like, it's a monster, it's fine. But I still, I was like, why? Yeah, it seemed a little unnecessary. I don't know. I mean, unless for some reason, unless they're like trying to say like, oh, this won't kill her, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I guess that's being on the safe well, side actually, for sure. Well, actually, I think Medusa will be fine, because I think you can even cut off her head. Because Medusa's had her head cut off multiple times and come back. Yeah, but don't people just then like... Well, am I just thinking of God of War? Where you like, like you're you, probably thinking you use of a, her head to like, yeah. No, you're thinking of God of War. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't you, apply. You tell me, uh, uh, Kate doesn't like keep her head and use that as like a weapon. <laughs> hey, uh, that's actually just wait till we read that uh, Greg Rucka run. Oh shit! You'll be excited. Oh nice. Um, but yeah, so Cito ends up being like just this woman who crawls out of the ocean. Like I think she might have even just been like a normal woman because this whole thing, like we've ta- talked about it multiple times, has been like this whole magic is being powered by the belief in it. Yeah. Okay, but so. It was just the belief of Medusa and the well, rest Medusa of Medusa was spreading these stories. Yeah, I think so. So I think Medusa was the one behind all of this. But no one. But we just found out about Cedo. Right. But yeah. So what's sure. like? I th- so I think her. I think it was just Medusa's spell that was keeping Cedo alive. Yeah, that very well could be it because the woman crawls out and she's fine. Yeah. And apparently, like, remembers everything. Yeah, and Wonder Woman even, like, thinks about killing her for a minute. It's like, come on, chill. Yeah, just pulls out her sword first thing. <laughs> just chill, Diana. <laughs> uh, Kate rips off this eye patch that yeah, she it's had. Yeah, it's a lens. No, it's like a lens. Yeah, well, it ends up, yeah, it was a lens, yeah. a camera that she was recording Diana with. Um, And she's like, take this, because the DEO is, like, trying to track all your, you know, learn more about you, and that's no good. Like, yeah. Like, fuck, fuck the power, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Which, you would think that that would just be uh, uh, uploaded wirelessly. Yeah, I. How does it store it manually? Does she have like terabytes of data on that eye patch. It's literally <laughs> just like a little piece of like filament. I mean, it's possible. I mean, they have like alien technology, but why? If they have alien technology, why wouldn't why, they want it right away? Why would away? it be a live stream? You would think Bones would be like at the screen watching it constantly. As it yeah, like what is he doing golfing? <laughs> right, like what? Oh, and the next part is like, oh, the art's so good. And I think just J H Williams like, oh, really yeah. wanted to knock this part out of the park. It's like, like foggy London town. Yeah, and. Uh, um, Maggie is just swinging on the swing, and then like Kate like just walks in like all like she is like hot, like head <laughs> tilted towards the ceiling like ready to just like can she's we, happy. Can we talk about Wonder Woman and the one naked chick just yeeting out of the background? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah, just flying away. 
Uh, but yeah, then we then we cut to Maggie on the swing, and then Kate just like strolls in like all proud, and she's like, "Hey, Megs," and she's like, "What? Like, what'd you call me?" And then like without even saying a word, she's like, "Marry me, Megs," and like a great panel of just like her like just grabbing her and kissing her, and it's like, yeah. "Marry me," and she's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a really cool moment if I didn't have the knowledge. I that... think she probably figured it out pretty quick. No, I'm saying like. In like our world, this would have been a way like more impactful moment if I would have already not had the knowledge that like oh, yeah, they, it's didn't, they didn't end up getting married. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, this is such a cool hindsight. moment. Like this is awesome. And it's like oh wait, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like oh wait, no, DC told them they couldn't. Yeah, sorry, JH. Cool move. And then uh, we do get that's not even the final cliffhanger. <laughs> oh though. yeah, the third Shyamalan twist. Oh yeah, dude, he doesn't stop. Dude, We're twisting it again. Like a lot of twists. But if you remember, we actually saw this uh, coffin in the very, very, very first episode or uh, issue, issue that we read. Really? Remember, she was fighting over a coffin. Batman was like watching her fight. The coffin was like in the background. I don't think Kate thought much of it. She thought it was like a, just a decoration. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, now I can see it because I, I remember the the like the star thing with the eye in the middle. Yeah, the religion of crime originally had it, but the religion of crime is pretty much disbanded at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're, they're so you see the coffin open and you're like, okay, where is the coffin? Mm-hmm. And it turns out Director Bones himself is outside. Like, I, we're, we're recruiting superheroes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Alice is like, what's going on? Yep. And so, yep, Alice is back. So this is the big reveal. So we'll get more of that in the next arc, I'm so, sure. So was Alice just chilling in that coffin? Yeah. The I think, sarcophagus? I think it's going to be like, um, yeah, like a we Daredevil thing. We should clarify, it's not, it's not a coffin. It's a sarcophagus. Oh, was I saying coffin? Yeah, yeah. It's like an Egyptian sarcophagus. It's a really badass sarcophagus. Yeah, it's not like a Dracula. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a brown box. Um, but yeah, so next week we'll be covering that whole uh, fourth volume, which is the final volume that J.H. Williams wrote. Okay. Because like, was... like we talked about, right after that is when DC told him, no, Maggie and Kate can't get married. And he yeah. was like, fuck it, dude and left uh, but we will be moving on to the CW show after yes this. <laughs> all right and so this week I think we're on the fourth episode of the CW show yep this episode is all about like this uh, super villain called the magpie who is like came out of nowhere yeah I mean I'm fine with like one-off villains like she's basically just like catwoman honestly now I think about it it's kind of a cool name because she's yeah she's like a cat style burglar but and magpies you know what magpies are right no it's like a type I think it's like a breed of crow it, they're similar to crows but they're they're really big in like the uk and over like in europe and they're basically birds that are notorious for stealing shit oh that's like, a really cool like name they'll then. steal they'll literally steal like i think they mostly go for shiny things so they do steal people's jewelry oh that's, and like that's on the nose yeah so like that's great that's actually kind of cool <laughs> that's a badass thief name yeah um but yeah so magpies you kind of get a, a scene of, in the first scene of her kind of going down classic like mission impossible style yeah on like a rope uh, through a bunch of lasers to grab yep. this like jewelry and there's news reports of like, oh, Magpie going around town stealing all the jewels. <laughs> and of course, the next shot is like jewels in Wayne Manor. Yep. And of course, it's fucking, I swear to God, Martha's Pearls. Oh, Martha's God. Pearls and everything that's Batman related. I don't know why everyone's so goddamn obsessed with these pearls. I it even know. happened in the Joker. <laughs> yeah, is, it did. This is ridiculous. So, and this is even worse because they're like worshiping these things in this episode. Oh, yeah. Because the whole, like the plot kind of re- revolves around it in a way. But it's just weird because... It seems like everyone's making a huge deal out of Martha Wayne's pearls when really that's only important or cool in the context of Batman. Exactly. <laughs> like that's that's like a staple for like Bat because that's a big memory of him is the pearls snapping off his right. mom's neck. Right. Like that's, that's what a makes Batman them significant. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
It's not a Martha Wayne thing. You th- yeah, you would think Martha Wayne would have like something more, like if they're gonna try to like honor Martha Wayne, that makes sense. But you yeah. would think there'd be something better than like pearls. Her pearls. Like here are her I mean, pearls. They kind of made it out as like that oh, she died like, in. That, 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 I mean, that's like the, the piece of jewelry she died over. But like that's a little metal for like a yeah. That's a little like that's a little macabre. Like yeah. that, that should be in like a killer museum. Yeah, or that's something. like a, that's like a true crime like yeah. artifact. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, that's not like a mainstream thing. I don't even even know if we brought it up in the last episode because it came up very briefly. But uh, Kate, when she was at that party in the last episode, was hit on by this bartender. Yeah, um, yeah, because it threw me off. Yeah, yeah, because I for- I'd forgotten who she was, but they're they're very much dating in this whole episode. Yeah, um, I mean, it opens up. Kate's like, being a dick to her, but yeah, well, cause, yeah, because it the it was like the second scene of the show. It's like her and Kate like in bed naked making out, and I was like, wait, who is this again? It's <laughs> like who is this? No, yeah, so uh, she's dating the woman from the bar, and then it's funny because uh, she gets a text. And then she's like, who is that? Oh, my God. And she looks at her phone, and it's Luke Fox. And he's like, we need to get to work with, like, a bat emoji. <laughs> a red bat emoji. It's like, dude, super subtle. Do you need the bat emojis, Luke Fox? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He doesn't seem like the type for a bat emoji either. And, like, okay, imagine, like, someone saw that that had, like, any inclination that Kate was, like, being suspicious. Like, oh, maybe she's Batwoman. Then she sees text from Luke Fox with a bat woman signal. <laughs> like, are you shitting me? <laughs> or like if her phone gets taken by the police like what yeah. are these <laughs> yeah like well can you explain this uh and it's funny because kate actually goes to try to stop the magpie as she's uh robbing the next museum and uh magpie shows up and like they have like a really cool fight initially and magpie jumps back like out the window and kate tries to throw a batarang at her and the batarang like misses entirely. Yep. And like this is part of the plot, it's meant to happen. And then it comes back at her because it's meant to be like a boomerang thing. Yeah. And like literally like hits a vase behind her, which is it's so dumb because they make a huge deal out of it. They try to make it funny, but it's just so out of place. Well, the worst part is it ends up being like a plot point against her. Yeah. Because like the news radio the next day is like she tried to stop the magpie, but ended up destroying a vase owned by Marie Antoinette. I'm yeah, like, it's who like, would give a shit? Yeah, it's like a freaking blooper show. It's like, oh, boing, she missed. <laughs> I'm like, are people really upset about that? Yeah, it's like, is this the worst thing she's done? And it's hilarious because how many times has Wayne Tower been broken into in this show? Luke Fox is at least this I'm, is the third time. I'm I holding sight of the I I like Luke Fox's character and the actor's really good too, but he's so incompetent. Well, it's not. I don't even it's, think it's his fault because he's doing like ten jobs right That's, now. Okay, <laughs> I'll give him that. Apparently, like, there's no other security at Wayne yeah, Manor. He, they, he's the Wayne higher security. There's no one because they even say earlier in the episode like we need to guard these jewels because like there's a jewelry thief in town. They literally say it, <laughs> and they post no guards on this thing except Luke Fox. And and Magpie just sneaks in the window, and Luke Fox has to try to take her down <laughs> himself, and of course gets bodied. Yeah, he he whips out like a police issued taser gun. Yeah, it's like what are you gonna he, do? He tried. And we do get our first scene of Jacob coming up here where he's, like, just listening on loop oh to this song that uh, Alice was playing on the cello last episode. I, I can't think of that. It might be Brahms. It's a super famous, like, it's cello just like piece. A, yeah, it's like a super famous just violin song. Yeah. And then uh, Sophie comes in and basically lets him know that, like, there's a must be a mole yeah. in, in the in the crows because the bomb explosion that happened there was, like, an inside job. Yeah. I feel like we knew already. But maybe not. I feel like that was kind of obvious. But then again, Jacob's really slow to learn things, so he, he's probably just like, oh my god. Well, the only thing he's thinking about lately is listening to that goddamn song. On loop. On yeah. loop. You see him just like with iTunes open on his laptop, <laughs> just playing it. On repeat. You know they had to pay $2 for this song? <laughs> and so, 
uh, Kate does get end, end up getting a read on kind of where to track down the magpie's like hideout. What was that again? They they tracked down like the sh- uh, shipping address for like one of the uh, poisons that she ended up buying or something like that. Oh no, it was the, the exploding ink. The exploding ink. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. They ended up tracking the buyer of that and Which, it brought it to this warehouse. Okay, I'll buy it. It's Batman. Oh, it's oh, a oh yeah. Computer. Oh yeah. That's right. They they somehow got the information of a hundred people that purchased. Uh, exploding ink. Oh, no, it wasn't even the back computer. She got it from yeah, it Sophie. Yeah, Sophie, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the crows are just like the NSA. Yeah, they apparently yeah. know, have all I mean, that's of... kind of what they seem like anyway, so I mean, yeah. I can buy that. They just have too much information. Yeah, they, like, they're beyond the law. Uh, but yeah, we get Kate sneaking into her uh, hideout, which is booby-trapped with this kind of, uh, I don't know how she built this. She, this is like a Mr. Freeze yeah, contraption. She, it's literally a Mr. Freeze hideout. Yeah. She, like, the, yeah, the, she freezes the room down to freezing. They should have just said that. Like, she took over Mr. Freeze's hideout. I would have been like, oh, that cool. Been, hey, that would have been a cool, like, throwback. Yeah. I mean, but it's, a, but basically the, the gist of it is that if you go in the room and it senses body heat, it, the room will explode. Yeah. Which would, that would be a great hideout for him, because he could just walk around in there. Yeah, he'd be invincible. <laughs> yeah, man, this should have been a Mr. Freeze episode. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she can't breathe either. Yeah, because apparently that'll, like... Well, because, like, well, the heat of your breath oh, right, will combine yeah. with the air. And so the bat suit has this ability to kind of, like, neutralize your body heat. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I'll go with it. Oh, yeah, I'll go with it, because Batman would, like, could use that, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, because then it makes you in- invisible to... Infrared. Like infrared right. And all that. So I can buy that it, the suit would have that. Yeah, I'll buy it. So he's like, How long can you hold your breath? You got two minutes. And mm-hmm. then she goes in and she's sneaking through the magpie stuff and then runs across like the the the, the jewelry uh, which she finds. Yeah, a yeah. drawer full of feathers. Yeah. Which um, I uh, at first I was like, Okay, she's really dedicated to this magpie thing, but maybe I'll I'll give her some credit. Maybe like she used that to make someone do what is about well, to happen. Yeah, because she grabs the feathers and then it makes her sneeze, which yeah. sets off the bomb. And she might have put it there on purpose because Kate in this episode actually tells her it's literally either she put it there to make someone sneeze or she's super into the whole magpie. No, thing. I think she actually knew that it would make Kate sneeze because earlier in their first oh fight, when they fought oh yeah, shit cause, yeah because magpie makes some cheesy line about like what you don't like birds and then Kate's like I'm allergic to feathers. Oh dude, I totally so forgot Kate about tells that. her like I'm allergic to feathers okay that's pretty smart yeah so that's then magpie's smart. like okay okay i'm gonna put feathers all over this fucking okay place. this ma- i'm magpie's growing on me yeah no magpie was great in her like one episode because she gets arrested by the end yeah. so it's like don't oh, see ya yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you were pretty cool while you lasted yeah uh just now that i'm thinking about that of one-off villain uh, no mention of hush oh, not, yeah. not even a passing mention i'm assuming he's in jail but we don't know that i would we never get, saw him get i would arrested. assume i would have to assume yeah he just committed like a terrible act that was like an <laughs> act of domestic terrorism yeah that's not good <laughs> and you attacked a bunch of rich people that's I the mean, last person you can attack technically he blew up his own parts of his own building well i don't think he's getting arrested for vandalism <laughs> yeah but he could play it off be like i'm not gonna press charges no investigation i don't think it's up to him to press charges. Well, what is kate gonna say oh i'm batwoman and i, I think the I caught DA him would doing have some it. serious problems with this whole situation oh yeah he's gotta <laughs> be in jail he's gotta be in jail um but the next scene we get is you're confused what happens at first, but you see uh, Catherine, uh, Jacob's new wife, mm-hmm. um, at Beth's grave, kind of getting it digged getting up, it getting it exhumed. Up. Yeah, yep. and uh, you're like, "Well, what is she doing?" Yeah, and uh, she goes back to her car, and Alice shows up, and she's like, "Oh, hey, stepmom, what are you doing?" Like, yeah, and she's like, "I know your secret. Like, you lied to Jacob, told him that." You know, the skull fragments were there that I was dead. Yeah. But I know that you lied to him about that. I don't know how she finds out about this, but. Yeah. I mean, some of the inside man she has. Well, and she. I oh, she, how he would know. I don't know how anyone finds out about this. Well, oh. well, Alice says it because she was digging around in her house. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't remember her finding something. Well, I, we don't think well, they didn't want to show us what she found yet. Yeah, but we do because we were confused by that because we were like, why was she in the house? She didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But now we find out what she Although, did. Although, okay, 
maybe it was just something like maybe somehow Alice found out that the reason Jacob and Kate stopped looking is because they found bone fragments that Catherine matched to her. But obviously she would know that if Catherine said they were hers and she has to know that Catherine made that up. Right. So so she confronts her with this, like, listen, I know you lied and I'm going to tell Jacob about this unless yeah. you do what I want. And mm-hmm. what she wants is... And this, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Maybe they threw this out in the first episode, but apparently Catherine is like a head person for like a defense contractor. I think it was like the opening party scene. Yeah, that's probably where it was. Yeah. Because right? I was missing it at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, uh, Alice is like, hey, like, I want you to get me this powerful weapon. Like, you know the one. You invented it. And we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, no. But um, Catherine ends up refusing. She even goes to Jacob and she's like, listen, like, I'm not going to like give this terrorist a weapon like i i just gotta come clean like you got me yeah <laughs> and so she tells jacob like hey beth might be alive because i lied about all of this which i mean yeah it's sh- in hindsight super shitty like should not have done that but at the same time i could kind of empathize it's, it's not the right thing to do but i can empathize. no it's believable yeah oh uh, yeah so kate's like on a, an- another date with this woman she's dating um and they're kind of like talking about how Kate is like very flaky and just yeah. kind of showed up out of nowhere yeah and they kind of go over some of her past I, I feel so bad for this girl yeah she and she's like very she's like trying really hard to like make this work and yeah. Kate is like constantly like uh I'm, uh I got she's a, like the worst liar a, too. a water main yeah, she's the worst liar terrible excuses <laughs> terrible it's like uh my roof exploded what yeah <laughs> and then like later on she like asks her what she does for a job again and Kate's like uh nothing really I, I just d- like look after my like uh my stepsister's like build or you something. get paid for this? Yeah. Then that's your job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Kate like, gets another text from Luke with another bad emoji. Yep. <laughs> I, I should add. Second time. Second. <laughs> he loves that bad second emoji. Second time. He is like cooling on the bad emoji. Twice Luke. in one episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kate blo- ends up blowing off her date again. Again. And then says like, oh, well, it's okay. You can meet me later. We're going to have like a gala and you- we can date then. Yeah. Which is a terrible plan because... And like she ends up having to go to this gala as Batwoman. Yep. And like ends up having to change clothes like three times during the whole thing. Yeah, she shows up as Batwoman, takes it off, like hide stashes the Batwoman suit in the closet, then goes to the Has gala. Has to get it like maybe like ten seconds later. She's like, shit, I gotta run all the way back to that closet. Super quick. <laughs> but yeah, she goes into the gala. She's late for the date, and like she's like, oh sorry, like I uh, forgive me. Yeah. And like as she's apologizing, the the gala woman comes up and she's like, hey, those jewels that were stolen, like they were returned. So like, good news, everything's fine. And yeah, Kate's it's like, like oh, that's, that's weird. Yeah, I was happy when that security guard brought him in. Like, uh, what? Yeah, and Kate's like, that's very strange. But yeah, like she's. I think she's more concerned about like repairing this whole big fuck up she's done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. And while this is happening, she's talking to Luke because um, at the thing she got, she must have got a hold of some like hard drives because she had a three D printer. She did. She got it from Magpie's thing before it blew up. Yeah. So, uh, Luke is at the back cave. 3D printing the schematics of whatever they got. That part is nonsense. Cause it's he's, nonsense because he says. These he, files he can't are tell. Encri- he can't tell what they are. Yeah, he says these files are encrypted. Like I, I'm not going to know what it is until we print it. So he has to wait for it to print until he knows what it is. Like the printer knows what it is. Just look at the printer. Exactly. Like it's not printing it out of thin fucking air. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But if it, as we see it slowly printing, it turns out that it's making like a bead necklace. Yeah, it's like a Martha's it's a ring necklace. of pearls. Yeah, and so that what that means is that the pearls that were returned to the gala were fake. They were 3D printed. Yeah. So whoever got those back, they took these 3D printed fucking like dollar store beads and they were like, oh, it's Martha's Pearls. 100% authentic. 100%. Not a doubt in the mind. Literally, that shit's made out of plastic. God damn. Oh no, apparently not. 
Oh, no, it's got bombs inside. Yeah. We'll get to that. Apparently, she can 3D print pearl bombs. Yeah, and so Luke, te- like, messages her and, like, hey, that necklace is bad news. So Kate runs down to the, the, oh my the closet, God. gets the costume, and then, like, the, the the case explodes and all the beads go everywhere. And she's like, every one of those beads is a bomb. <laughs> like, little marbles on the floor. And, like, she literally takes her cape. And, like, you have to see this to, like, know how ridiculous it looks. Because every little explosion looks terrible. It's It literally looks like, okay, you know, when I used to do the editing for, like, our videos. Yeah, it's like high school editing. It, where all you have to do is take a green screen effect and lay it over the video. Yeah, it's like the super basic stock, like, uh, fire explosion, <laughs> yeah. like, clip. And that it just happens each oh, time God. a bead explodes and she has to block it with her cape. And she so does, people don't get hurt. Yeah, she does the, the super cheesy, like... Uh, superhero like one cape knee block, cape yeah. block and it just looks bad and she continues to do those cape blocks long after everyone has evacuated the room she's not protecting anybody no. at a certain point point. and with how bad the explosions look it just looks comically bad when she's doing the cape block oh, over and over yeah I, I felt bad for Ruby Rose because she's probably just in the room she's like just block like we'll do the effects later they be like oh this is gonna look so cool in post <laughs> yeah. and she's yeah she's probably like they're gonna make this look badass right <laughs> like okay like there like there were no like debris or anything that came up like yeah. the, the ground after the explosion went off was totally you're fine. right that's probably why it looks so bad because it is the rest of the environment does not react to the explosion at no all. react like not even the cape moves yeah that, it's so bad it's pretty it's unfortunate <sighs> but i mean i guess they gotta pump these things out like as it goes right so yeah. they, they make the show yeah like i said it's super low budge yeah um but we do get um like a Mag, a fight between Magpie and Batwoman and then Magpie ends up uh, escaping like, yeah. onto the rooftop <laughs> with okay it was like a zip line, but it it was basically the exact same premise as the like double uh like shotted. Yeah, thing. she's basically got her own like Catwoman grapple thing. She uses it to kind of zip up to like the sixth or seventh floor, like pretty high up of this building across from the gala, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of see her hanging onto the building. She's kind of just trying to Spider Man her way back up to safety. Yeah, and Batwoman comes up, and uh, then she sees Magpie on the roof, and she's like, "Get back here!" <laughs> Takes her grapple, shoots it. At Magpie. Yeah, did she shoot the the wire or her? No, I think she, like, Indiana jones her leg. And she, like, pulls her okay. off of the building. And, like, all the way back towards her across the street. And she lands in a fountain and she's fine. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> like, you just felt like... You, you traveled, like, 100 yards and fell, like, six stories. Yeah, you fell, like, 60 like to second. 70 feet. <laughs> Just because you landed a one-foot wishing fountain? Yeah, like, fountain pools are, like, a foot deep. <laughs> yeah. Like, she'd be fucked. Yeah, you would be dead. Oh, my God. But she's fine. She's going to jail. <laughs> like, we oh, got yeah. you, Magpie. Yeah, another one-off. And Kate Quick takes off her costume again, and she's like, where's Regan? I'm so screwed. Oh, yeah. And Regan comes up, and she's like, listen, if you're not going to, like, be serious about this, like, I'm not g- going to be either. Like, this yeah. is nonsense. And, like, they actually get, like, kind of an emotional breakup scene. This Dude, was yeah. pretty well done. I was surprised. Like, it, I mean, that the girl who plays the bartender, I kind of hope she comes back at some point. Because she was one of the better actors on she the was, show. Yeah, she was a great. I don't know her name. I wish I could give her credit, but she was a great actress. Yeah, but. Because they, they played this. This breakup scene looked like an Oscar winner compared to the other one with, yeah, the, with the music. The one where Sophie and her are breaking up in the military where it's like the orange light and yeah, then like the, flashback. the R&B music in the back. Yep. Yeah, this was oh, a lot God. better than that. Yeah, this one actually like took itself seriously. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do. I mean, this episode was the magpie parts. I kind of liked, but the, even though they were cheesy, yeah. The, very, God, the explosions. Like, just it's not that tough. The the plan was kind of clever. Like put this back and have it be a distraction while I go for the main piece of the no, exhibit. No, it was it was a really cool like, co- it's like villain comicy thing to do. But yeah, like the, the person who dropped the ball in this episode was the effects team. Yeah, that's the, for sure. Yeah, the editor. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was given very limited resources. Yeah, they were but, like, and he was like, uh, Google, how do I do explosion? Yeah. 
But um, but yeah. So I mean, th- I, like like we talked about, we're not a huge fan of the CW style. Maybe there's better examples of it in the CW. You guys can let us know. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that'll that'll do it for this episode. I mean, if you want to write into us, let us know what you think about things. Uh, again, we always take mail. When we get mail, we'll read it on the podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, you can email us at agentsofcomicbook at gmail or you can send it to us on Twitter if you prefer doing that. That's yeah. fine too. Uh, we'll read any questions we get, or you can just tell us stories or what you're reading, or you know, yeah. if you were reading these books with us, let us know what you think about it. Yeah, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Anything you want to take, talk about. Uh, and then also, if you want to, you can also find us on Twitter at Agents of Podcast. Definitely follow us there because um, yep. we always post new episodes and also talk about like I'm always reading comics at 2 a.m. You can find out what I'm reading. <laughs> also, get some spoilers for this podcast because even J. H. Williams uh, reads our stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we're, we're official. creator approved. We're official now. J. H. Williams, friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Yeah, of course. J. H. Williams, the original friend of the show. I mean, uh, we're pretty much just like his super fans at this point now. <laughs> yeah, so, we've like... pretty much exclusively been covering his. Show. Right. Except for that one Joker episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that'll do it for uh, Batwoman. We're doing one episode of Batwoman next week, and then we'll be doing Black Panther after that. We're finally going into the Marvel stuff. We've been doing DC this whole time. I know. I'm I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. And I I should just bring it up at the end here, just because, like I said, we are reading Black Panther coming up. Um, The reason why we're doing that is because it was requested by a fan. So if you want to, there's still spots open if you want to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, like we talked about. Send it to us on Twitter or by email. Just let us know that you did it. Yep. Um, So this is like kind of your chance for freebie. We are going to have that eventually as a Patreon uh, benefit, so that way people can actually request episodes whenever they want. I was just thinking, so... what are our limits for, like, can they literally request any comic, like, anything? Oh, yeah, I think so. So even if it's, like, I don't know, I'm trying to, what's, like, the most ridiculous comic that you could think of? I think there's probably a lot of ridiculous movies people could request. Like, oh, tr- oh, yeah. It's I, I'm just okay, imagining yeah, yeah. someone making us read, like, a Catwoman story and then making us watch Catwoman. <laughs> the Halle Berry one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, like, just, I mean, we'll, we're pretty flexible. Like, if you think, if you're, like, wondering, does this qualify? It probably does. Like, yeah. we're not going to be sticklers. Just make, have us read your favorite book and then... Any movie or show with that character in it. Yeah, that's on- really all it has to be. Honestly, I'm all about super obscure, like really cheaply made things that, like, I, lo- I love it just for the oh, comedic yeah. I mean, value. I, yeah, honestly, I'm more excited to watch, like, the stuff I haven't seen. That like, Birds the crazy of Prey stuff. thing is going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh. Um, but yeah, so join us next time, everybody. We'll be reading more comics. So we're going to be like Batwoman uh, and J.H. Williams on that run and peace the fuck out of this podcast. <laughs> See you, everybody. Later. Later.